can high school coaches and state associations actually get along, work together, and problem solve? Find out in this week's episode of the Greatest Games Podcast with Coach John Ziemba of Emerson High School. Hello and welcome to the Greatest Games Podcast brought to you by 816 Basketball. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Rosefield, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris de Blasio. Thank you, Brian. Pleasure to be here as always on the Greatest Games Podcast. It's a chance for us to catch up with basketball coaches from around the country and have them tell us about their greatest games. As always, it can be their time as a head coach, an assistant coach, a college coach, a high school coach. And sometimes we just have guests back from, say, episode number 38 on this podcast. That's right. We we do. And it's it's crazy. Again, maybe one day we will release our pre-show chatter, Chris de Blasio. It's always great to catch up with our guest a little bit uh, before the show. But this guest originally appeared on the Greatest Games podcast, episode 38, as you mentioned, July 19th of 2020. I mean, it's it's been a fast year, uh, and he's back. He is now tied for first, if I'm correct, in uh, uh, a number of appearances on the Greatest Games podcast. So he'll go for uh, go for the record here, maybe in a couple of weeks. But Coach John Ziemba of Emerson High School, welcome back to the Greatest Games podcast. Thank you uh, for inviting me back. I usually <laughs> don't get invited back that often. Sometimes I, I wear out my welcome, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me back. Well, we're here tonight to uh, have a discussion of a little different kind. Uh, this is going to be fairly New Jersey high school sports centered about uh, some proposed changes by the New Jersey State Interscholastic Athletic Association, the NJSIAA. Coach Ziemba is helping uh, spearhead an effort by basketball coaches to uh, further the discussion about some of the changes they want to make. But also, Coach Ziemba brings experience as a longtime volleyball coach at Fortley High School. So this affects multiple seasons of his. Uh, coach, if you could just go ahead and kind of explain what's going on and, and where we stand right now with these proposed changes. Well, what happened is just to be, you know, try to get through it, uh, you know, quick here. Um, the state came out this, uh, in New Jersey, the NJSIAA runs the state athletics and uh, there's a uh, Colleen McGuire. Uh, she's someone who uh, is now in charge. She's been in, a, you know, probably for about a year, a little over a year. She's come in, she's done a tremendous job. All the coaches, ADs, uh, they, they needed somebody new to come into the, to, you know, and, and really, you know, liven things up a little bit. And um, she did, you know, she did a tremendous job and, um, but you can't, it's like everything else. Sometimes you don't agree. And uh, the state came out with something. Basically, uh, the numbers in all the sports have gone down. Now, I don't, you know, is that because of COVID? Uh, is that, you know, you know, what the real reason? Everybody has their different ideas. Um, but the NJSIAA, they wanted to get more kids involved because that's what you know i mean if there's not kids involved in sports then there's no need for an njsiaa and um what happened is they wanted to you know cut the seasons and um this came out during covid and we were sort of blindsided by it the coaches um you know as a coach losing part of my season you know i just didn't take it well you know, and, um, 
you know, I felt like that the guys who did take it well, or the girls who did take it well, then they don't really want to do their job. You know, like, like I always said, when, when, when I don't want to go to practice every day, I'm done. And I, you know, so, so we got a little offended by it. Uh, you know, we, we started, I, I learned something from this. I learned that if you, you know, do things the right way and, and uh, maybe don't yell and scream about things and, and talk about things. And, and we had a petition and we brought in some big name, uh, you know, New Jersey coaches. And, and we really, you know, asked the state to think about it. And to their credit, they did. And they gave us back a number of days. But, you know, we're hoping still to tweak a couple things. Uh, but, you know, we'd like to feel that we had a little bit of something to do with this. So I'm, I'm coming at it pretty blind. Now, Chris and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Now, the beauty of, of being Brian Rosefield is that my memory is <laughs> awful. So I remember talking about it. I always, I'm a, let's be honest. I always remember conversations with the great Chris de Blasi. Let's just be honest, but I don't remember the content. So, so I've got questions. And so I'm coming at it really as a listener here in South Carolina, but all of our listeners that are not familiar with what's going on in New Jersey. So I'm really kind of coming at it pretty blind here. So when you talk about Colleen McGuire, she is, as looking at it, she is the operating officer, chief operating officer of, of the state association. It looks like. So when this decision was made, uh, was it her proposal to shorten seasons? Um, or was this a, a committee like an activities committee is what it would be called here in South Carolina. How did that all come about? And you, you mentioned being blindsided coach. So tell me more about how it really kind of came down. There's a committee it's called the calendar committee. Um, and they basically come up with the sports calendars. And um, for some reason, you know, this was something that they said they had in the works. And, um, you know, the, the calendar committee, from what I understand, is made up of like five either uh, athletic directors or principals. And then when the calendar committee presents something, it goes to this executive committee, which has about 50 members. And this thing, the initial vote, blew right through. It was like 49 to one uh, in favor of, of basically uh, like cutting the season down, you know, three weeks, about four games. And um, I ju we, we just didn't understand why. And, you know, now that I've really listened to it, I do sort of see their point. Uh, and, and Chris even said that before that, you know, they do have, like, I'm not going to say we're, you know, we're a hundred percent, right. I, I like the fact that we sort of met in the middle, but I, I still am the, like one of the biggest things to me on why kids don't play multiple sports. All right. Is because, and I might get myself in trouble with other coaches, but number one is specialization by the player. And number two is specialization by the coach. You got a lot of young coaches, and, and I don't want to say just young coaches, young coaches, you have a lot of coaches who are not willing to work together to share athletes. And to me, that is the biggest difference. Um, when, when coaches in the school are not on the same page, that kid is being tugged in a hundred different directions. And that to me, and listen, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I'd like to see somebody say, 
prove it differently, that it's, it's specialization and it's coaches not working together. In my opinion, that's the reason kids don't play multiple sports. So again, just to explain a little bit in further detail, one of their things with shortening the seasons was to give a break between seasons uh, instead of having the overlap of, you know, the fall season into the winter season and, and winter into the spring season. And overall on its surface, I don't think that's a terrible idea. Uh, I agree with coach about coach about specialization, but I do think, and again, I, I point to an anecdotal evidence, but um, uh, 2015 at Creskill, when we had our very good basketball team, the football team also played in the state finals and Sean Kelly, our second best player, had got an ankle injury in the football championship game. And the next morning he came to basketball practice. And for the first three weeks of basketball season, he was not playing to effectiveness. Now in the long run, it didn't hurt us. We still want a sectional title. However, I can understand the need for kids to maybe have a break. What do you think about that? Um, without a doubt, but again, I don't, want to go against another sport but football does go into December you know like like football um I mean it's a long season and you know a kid coming off of football yeah hell yeah he needs a week off just to recover but most of the other sports that doesn't happen like I coach our girls volleyball team um we're done first week of November you know, there's plenty of time off there. Um, the way they tweak the schedule, you know, I, I'm all for a week, maybe 10 days off, especially football players. They need the time off. But to have more than that, like I, like, like I, I use my son a lot. I judge how he, he's a freshman in high school. He plays baseball and basketball. We had one day where there was snow. He was walking around the house. I, you know, I want to kill him because he was, you know, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. Like, we have no practice. <laughs> you know, kids want to play. And this is one of the things I said. I've been a phys ed teacher in a grammar school for over 30 years. And I'm amazed at just watching kids. Kids want to do two things. They want to be with their friends and they want to play. And they can do that forever. And to me, that's good for their mental health. Um, so again, and, and I think that's why when we met in the middle a little bit, and now hopefully they could tweak the schedule a little bit and give those kids, yeah, all right, let's give them a little time off, but let's not give them three weeks off or four weeks off. That's, that's to me, you know, not going to do, not going to do the job. So when they mentioned the time off as being a reason, um, did they cite, now this is the, the athletic director and me, the admin and me, um, did they cite any kind of studies? Did they have any kind of doctors that said football players need 10 days? Their volleyball players need X amount of days. Did they, or did they just throw out a number um, that was it backed up by any kind of science or any kind of study? Um, well, one of the things they said, they have a thing in New Jersey, they have student ambassadors. So like they'll have kids who maybe are they're you know an athlete from a school who will go down there and, and to the state and they'll go to meetings and they'll say things and uh, you know and it's great to listen to the kids a little bit you know to get an idea uh, but 
Like Jeff Jasper said, uh, Jeff Jasper is a coach up here at Pascac Valley. He's won over a thousand games. I mean, he's coach. He, he, he was he was on episode one fifteen three weeks ago. So our listeners are very familiar. Amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> Jeff, I mean, Jeff is you know what to girls to basketball what Bobby Hurley was, and um, Jeff had a great line. He said, uh, you know, the 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 kid. If we're listening to kids, then why do we need coaches? <laughs> You know, uh, so I guess some of the kids might have gave feedback and said we need more time off. Maybe the principals who are on one of those committees said that maybe the athletic director said that um, they didn't state like specifically football. This they didn't. Well, I, what they wanted to do, their main thing they said was they want to balance the seasons. They want it for the kids mental health. Which, you know, of course, yeah, you like you don't want a kid to be, but but again, my my thing was the mental health comes like in New Jersey, come June 21st, it's open season. Every coach is gonna go after every athlete because that's when we could start our summer practices. So now you got the football coach, you got the soccer coach who thinks it's his season, the football coach thinks it's this season, the basketball coach is trying to get his season. The, you know, whatever coach is trying to get, and there's, it's, it's just craziness on a kid. I think the actual stress comes during the summer and that's what causes kids to maybe say, Hey, listen, I can't do these three sports. I can't do it no more. Uh, The coaches are, you know, like I said, baseball, they think their season ends and we go right now into AAU football says, it's about us and us basketball coaches. We want our piece of it too. I don't know how you fix that, but the, the problem is coming up June 21st when everybody starts yanking kids in a different direction. And that's, I mean, that's what I'd, I'd like to ask you, right? Like you were an AD. Do you, did you have those kind of problems or like, like, you know, did you ever have to meet with the coaches in the summer and say, Hey, listen, like we have blackout periods in New Jersey, which I think is one of the best thing the state ever did where you can't touch the kids. You can't talk to them, go on vacation. You know, the summer has become a, a real headache. When I talk to families, they want to go away. They want to do things together. Yeah, it, it really is. So I'll, I'll tell you here in South Carolina, obviously we can't make our kids be at any, anything in the summertime. It's all voluntary and that's a state rule. Um, and it's and the, the, the phrase that popped into my brain was it's an arms race. And that, that's not the, it's probably not the best word picture, but it kind of is where coaches. And first of all, I'm at Ridgeview high school. Our coaches work extremely well together. Our uh, just hired a new baseball coach. He's talking to our basketball coach and our our football coach and our our cross country coach works with our volleyball coach. We all, I mean, we all get along. So we're very fortunate, and we have the best it, the kids' best interest at heart. So I'm very fortunate with that. So I've never really had to deal with and step in between coaches and say, whoa, 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 that kid needs to be there, and he is going to he's then he'll come to you. But what I, I use the phrase arms race because it's actually today as we're recording this on june the first we'll post this on june the second uh today was the first day for really technically summer workouts and so we had kids everywhere and we're still in school but we had kids everywhere and i had coaches that were handing out schedules and so it's just it's just i could just feel the angst with coaches like okay we just we got to get work in because the other coaches and the other teams are doing stuff we got to keep going 
And and so I, I hope I'm answering you your question, yeah, Coach. I think great it's a on what I, yeah. I'm fortunate to have great coaches that work well together, and that's not the case everywhere. And so, but I, I hear you. I think you're dead on the money that kids are pulled in different directions. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. It really the, it really the is. biggest change in my 30 years or 30 whatever years I've been doing this, and this has to do with. Like when I first started coaching, all the coaches taught in the same school. So we had to see each other in the hallway. We had to see each other. We sat down and had lunch together. We became good friends. We hung out together. We went out for, you know, uh, a soda after practice. (laughs) You know, um, now in a lot of schools, the coaches don't work in a school. And now... You know, you you might get a coach saying, hey, listen, we're having football practice. If you want to play for this football team, you better come here and not go to that basketball game. Or, you know, a basketball coach might say, hey, listen, we got a game today. You know, if you go to that baseball practice, you're you're not going to make the basketball team next year. And you don't know who's like what they're telling kids. Like that is a big change. It is a big change. And it's happened slowly over the years. And you see a lot of coaches who, um, you know, like I said, they don't work together. We don't see we don't see each other. So, you know, we don't have to face up to each other. And the other thing is, obviously, I think a lot of young coaches have come up with the club, the the AAU mentality that says, you know, my sport is, you know, got to be played almost year round. And that's listen. At the big, like by us, the Bergens, the Boscos, they have the bodies. They could do that stuff. But in like, like where Chris is at Saddlebrook, where I am and Emerson and Fort Lee, if we don't share athletes and, and, and by sharing, I mean, if we don't say, Hey, listen, it's a good idea. If you play basketball, you know, it's, it's not turning the blinders on it's helping each other. I want to, uh, you know, I want a sectional championship in volleyball this year. And, and our girls basketball coach sent me a girl. She was first team all league, never played volleyball before. Uh, she was a all league soccer player, but she, I mean, I mean, Billy Straub, who was our head uh, girls basketball coach, he's, he really encouraged the girl to play and it helped us. And the girl, you know, phenomenal athlete. You got to try to, help each other you know that to me that's the thing and it's really changed and and i i don't like going against you know telling kids don't play this other sport i'm not like that uh so so this that was their major point i never really heard that that it was the it was the the participation levels yeah they wanted to get the participation levels up and their feedback was there's not enough time off between sports. And that's why kids aren't playing multiple sports. Now, that was their main thing. Yeah, they said this probably has something to do with specialty. Like, but their main thing was the, the, um, what they got back from the student ambassadors, what they got back from the ADs, what they got back from the uh, principals. But they never talked to the coaches in the beginning. And to their credit, when we went, you know, and we started petitioning and we started get, trying to get to people, they listened. And, uh, you know, it, they did give back days. And, and uh, you know, 
bottom line is, you know, we didn't agree with their initial move and their reasoning. I will say this, there was somebody quoted in, in an article about this, and I think this person was dead wrong. Uh, he said, one thing we've learned from COVID is that we may not need as long of a preseason as we've had in the past. I think that's one of the most short-sighted quotes in the history of Earth. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of the things that got me a little riled up. <laughs> and um, I've sort of... Uh, um, uh, I, I don't know I, if that principal saw some sports this year, but I, no. again, just, I mean, I'll, I'll call my team out for it. You need, listen, our games this year, you know what our games were. Our mm-hmm. games, they were summer league games. They could have been played without a roof. There mm-hmm. was no execution. You were playing some nights three times in a row, then you didn't have practice for three days because you might've been shut down waiting for a test to come back. You need to practice. That's where, I mean, I I don't have to get into that. I mean, obviously we need (laughs) practice time. And, uh, you know, the other thing they were suggesting is to play four games a week. And I'm going, how in the world do you play four games a week in basketball when you have to take a day off? Yeah, that just wears kids down. So I I, I think the state listened somewhat. Um, Will we ever agree? Probably not. Because if I sat down and I, and I talked to the people on the committees, I, I'm sure they wouldn't agree with me on a number of things, and I might not agree with them. But the, the bottom line is that we sort of met a little bit, and whether it was because of us or because of another group of coaches or – I don't know. So they're adding nine more days to the season that they had initially taken away. But now what, what you're looking for is for them to add some more games back to that, right? Yeah, it, it, here's the thing, like in New Jersey. Now you have, as a coach, you have three different options. You can play 26 games total, 24 games plus something. I don't even use the other ones. I just go 26 and then 22 games plus. So it gives you three options. The bottom line, you could fit one of three options and use that when you make your schedule. And what they've given us is one option, 22 games, plus a league or county tournament. And what I, what I would like to see is them at least give us another option, say 24 flat instead of 26 flat. Just because of the fact like you and I, Chris, we make our schedule a certain way. Bergen Catholic makes their schedule a certain way. They want to go to, you know, high-end tournaments and, mm. and they want to do these showcases. And maybe they could... The, the bottom line is I think there has to be at least two options um, for schools to choose from because not everybody is the same. I mean, in New Jersey, it's, you know, uh, there's a certain group of teams that are just, you know, they're like college teams and, and they may make, but again, even the bottom line, you may make your schedule different than I make mine. And we're both basically small group one schools, at least give us two options. And I don't think that changes too much. Mm-hmm. So wait, you're saying that John Ziemba Winter Classic is not a major showcase tournament? Um, going to be playing in this coming winter? Coach, when you play at 1030 in the morning <laughs> at 12 now, we, we will not get a lot of media coverage. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. 
feel like this is breaking news here. I, I feel like you're kind of shocked as, as a, as your manager, Chris, the Blasio one that helps you make your schedule. I'm shocked in the Paul. Well, Brian Rosefield, you December 28th, Tuesday, December 28th. There's no excuse for you not to be in uh, Stan Woods gymnasium on the campus of Emerson junior senior. Uh, night, yeah. When it's, I'll be honest, though, 1030 early. That's early. <laughs> <laughs> and and the gym, and wait the gym's name for the wrestling coach. Too, yeah. so. oh, there you go. <laughs> you coach go. basketball and the gym's named after the wrestling coach. You know it's an uphill battle. <laughs> I like I like it. Well, all right. So here's a question for you. And again, I'm coming at it from a, a South Carolina perspective. There are uh, things that our state association will hand down at times that I may disagree with, or other coaches around the state may disagree with. And a lot of times I've sat in a lot of rooms where it's just a, a bunch of just finger pointing and I can't believe they did this. I, why, I, why, why'd they do this? Ah, it's always the same. And just, a, just a lot of, uh, no, no solution type talk. And so to hear you coach the Ember, and I know Chris has, has been talking to you as well, uh, for you to come with a solution, talk about that process and tell, tell our listeners that maybe in South Carolina or wherever, how you really got that done. You didn't just, just throw your hands up. You actually brought a real solution to the table. So talk about that a little bit. Well, at first it, we were, we were like kind of angry. Uh, and that's how I get sometimes I just get, you know, I'm not an administrator and I start like, you know, looking around and saying like, you know, why does this guy want this or this guy want this? But then after talking to some people and basically trying to understand where the state was coming from, we realized that, listen, they're not going to go back and give us everything we want. So we need to come up with something, you know, in, uh, in a reasonable manner that they could maybe do. And, and we needed to reach out to some people who maybe had a little voice down there and, um, you know, Listen, I, I, there was a couple other coaches involved, Jeff Jasper, Jay Mahoney. I mean, these guys are, they're legends in New Jersey basketball. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm just trying to, to survive in Emerson here and uh, like Chris and, and, you know, we're group one school, but, but we love our sport. And uh, listen, there's nothing wrong with sticking up for what you believe in. And um, I just didn't feel that the way it came down was really fair, especially in a COVID year. You know, I, I just felt like this thing came out of no, we got, we got blindsided with it. And, um, but again, to the state's credit, listen, this Colleen McGuire, uh, she, she came in and, and I'm telling you, everybody said great things. Now, I don't know if it was a, just a committee, but to her credit, she is very involved too. She's the boss. And um, I'm sure she went back to the committees and said, hey, listen, you know, we have, you know, these coaches may have a point. I don't know. I don't know if Colleen McGuire would ever even talk to me. She might not like, mm-hmm. but I mean, my reasoning was not a selfish reason. Most people today, they want to work less and make more. That's not what the, our coaches want to do. We don't even care. Like, I don't even look at what we get. Like, like my, or when they go negotiate contracts in schools, they don't even negotiate the coaching contracts anymore. That's like a, that's like a, there's nothing there. You know, we get what we get. 
and we just do it because you know we we felt it it wasn't right for the kids and they felt something was needed for the kids so we met in the middle well uh brian just to be clear uh coach jasper we've had on the show coach mahoney who i've efforted for the show between the two of them they have 1710 wins so between me, Coach Mahoney, and Coach Jess, we have 1,713 wins. So I really, I really put them over the top with that. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Well, uh, Coach Mahoney, we want you on the show. I'll, uh, I'll you get Jay Mahoney on the show. You'll like that. What are the chances I'm Coach Mahoney to, knows uh, how to use Zoom? I'm good friends with Coach Mahoney. Uh, we believe it or not, or, or um, even though we, we go at it with our two teams when we play, uh, Coach Mahoney is one of the night. First thing he ever asked me anytime I spoke to him is, "How's your son? How's your son doing?" And and my son thinks he likes him. And I tell my son, I said, Jason, when you get on the court, he's gonna have a kid crawling into your face, <laughs> like wanting to kill you. Are like, don't take this as Jay. You know, like once the game starts. It's going to be, you know, they, their kids attack. And, uh, uh, but Jay is a, you know, I mean, I watched a show about uh, Sullivan the other night, Yeah, uh, you know, with the Jamboree and, and now he's coaching in the NBA. He's at North he, Carolina. He went back down there yeah, with Hubert yeah, Davis. Yeah. He was with the Nets and uh, Mahoney, you know, he, he's a legend, a legend. Well, Brian, I'm going to, since we're, since we're telling some coaching stories here, I'm going to call coach Ziemba out. I got word this weekend that coach Ziemba told a good friend of ours that he better not guard Jason in a summer league this summer with one of his better guys. Like he better put a a lesser guy on Jason. I I did warn coach Gaskin. (laughs) This is going to be my son's first uh, step on the varsity court and he may crap himself. uh, (laughs) You know, so, uh, you know, don't don't attack him too much uh, in the first time he gets out there because he I don't know if he's quite ready for this. That's too good. That's too good. Well, guys, this has been for, for me, it's been helpful. What what else are we missing here that, that we didn't cover with this issue? Well, I mean, it wasn't only basketball. They tried, you know, know that they are going to come. Like um, I'm the volleyball coach at Fort Lee and we were allowed in a certain time frame to play an unlimited amount of games. Now they've cut that down to 24. Um, it's still, it's a good amount of games and the amount of time. And um, I, I heard a couple of volleyball coaches weren't happy with it, um, but there wasn't like a lot of pushback. Most of the pushback came from the, the winter sport coaches. Uh, you know, I can't speak for wrestling because, uh, you know, I, I don't know the ins and outs, but the basketball coaches were the ones who really, I think, were looking at this. And, and um, again, they gave back, uh, you know, I may have or, or the group, the group we had, we may have had nothing to do with it. I don't know. But for some, you know, somebody listened down there and. You know, uh, the, the number one thing is when this thing does go through in June, I guess the vote is coming up in a couple of weeks. The final vote, that's going to be the way it's going to be for the next four years. So that's why we tried to really quickly put this together. And, um, you know, ho- hopefully the, the last couple of things we have in mind um, 
maybe we could get them. And uh, like I told you about the option, you know, give them teams a couple options on how to work their schedule. Um, but again, that's it. the bottom line. People don't like change. And we didn't like change. We didn't think it was right. But then we also realized, well, maybe we got to meet in the middle. Well, I, I think for me, the, the theme of this episode is, is just that meeting in the middle, uh, not just throwing your hands up and saying, ah, this is what they always do. It's actually yeah, do, doing that maybe, and then bringing real solutions and then kudos to kudos to you guys as coaches, but kudos to the, uh, the state association in New Jersey yeah, to actually I, listen and come back and, 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 and change things a little bit. I mean, that's, and to me, that's, and I, I, I'm a leadership nerd. I'm no perfect leader by any stretch of the imagination, but I always like to empower people, uh, empower our coaches. I was just at a baseball meeting tonight. I want those pa baseball parents to be empowered to go raise money. And so now the next time there's an issue, y'all are going to be empowered to say, well, they, they listened to us last time. Let's here, let's bring another solution. Let's, let's see. And they may not listen to that one that time, but at least, at least they listened to you and at least they, they, they showed some real change. So, so kudos to both sides of this. I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful thing. I, I agree. And, and the bottom line, the state isn't looking to hurt us. Like, you know, otherwise, I mean, why would you be in charge of the sports and just like, like they're not looking, you know, to hurt us. Um, they run the state. Yeah. Are people going to be happy with some things? Yes and no, but, but you do have to have somebody in charge. Otherwise it's just chaos. And, you know, again, I, I came out a little angry, but then once, you know, you start looking at it and you say, Hey, listen, this, like I said, Colleen McGuire, she, she wants what's best. Maybe our input though, got them to change their mind a little bit. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get a couple final things across and, uh, bottom line is, um, you know, we're, go we're all going to move on. There's going to be a season and whatever, you know, their final thoughts are, that's what we're going to do. Well, I'm impressed with everything that you've shared about Colleen McGuire. Maybe, maybe Chris de Blasio, maybe she would want to be a guest on this, uh, on this here podcast. You never know, but you know, coach the end, but we always like to end on a fun question and we've already asked you the normal fun question. So the question I'm going to ask you is how many points is your team going to beat Chris de Blasio's team by the, okay, wait, no, I'm going to ask that question on the, I won't start. First of that, all, so. <laughs> all right, we're not playing each other in the first round. Okay. If we're playing in the consolation game of our tournament, we're not even going to let that score out. Like, <laughs> if, if Chris and I are not playing in the finals, I don't know. Maybe we'll just play that game at like seven in the morning, the consolation. It'll be one of those empty gym games that like Duke played against one of the uh, historically black colleges back in the 50s. Yeah. There was nobody yeah. in the gym. <laughs> if you don't get to the finals in your own Christmas tournament, and, and listen, this is going to be no walk because all four of us are, you know, we're, we're building our program. So it, it's actually a pretty even <laughs> tournament, but uh, it'll be, hey, listen, that's what you want. So you got, uh, you know, four even teams and uh, we'll see what happens. Which team could get out of bed and be ready to play at 1030. In the <laughs> right. That's right. You never know. You never know. Well, coach, thank, thank you for, for joining us like this and, and, and giving us a, a different perspective and a little different uh, theme of a show here. So I think, uh, I think it's still, still on theme for the podcast. I think it's going to help a lot of people. So we really anytime you guys do a great job and, uh, 
you know, like I said, anytime I could help you, I know you had my buddy Freddie Hill on. And, uh, listen, I will work on Mahoney, but I, I don't know if Colleen McGuire and I are buddy-buddy right now, even though we both have the same thing in mind. Maybe somebody else will have to reach out there. But I tell you what, she would be a tremendous guest because uh, yeah. very, you know, she's, again, she's in charge of, of this, you know, whole state of New Jersey and, and, uh, and she cares, she cares about the sports and uh, that's, what's important. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I love. So yeah, I, I want to talk to her just, just because of that. And just to, to hear a coach say that about a, a state association, uh, somebody's in charge. I think that, that, that goes a long way, but We'll effort that as well. If you help us with Coach Mahoney, that sounds that sounds. I'm going to work on it, okay? <laughs> sounds good. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up for my co-host, Chris de Blasio. I'm Brian Roosefield, and thank you for listening to this episode of The Great. We're trying something a little bit different and putting our advertisements at the end of the show this time. So if you haven't done it already, check out teachhoops.com slash 816 basketball with coach Steve Collins and check out his Facebook group, teachhoops.com slash 816 basketball. And Billy Kegler and the Competitive Mindset Podcast are absolutely rolling. If you haven't checked out that podcast, we highly recommend it. He's a former guest on the Greatest Games Podcast and doing an absolutely great job with the Competitive Mindset Podcast. And you can still donate to our boy, Takuma Letzum, in his fight against ALS. Head on over to our Twitter page, at 816Basketball, and check out the pinned tweet there for all information on Takuma Letzum. Thank you for listening to today's show, and we will see you again next week on The Greatest Games.